For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, hoop heads. We all hate ankle sprains, and they happen way too often. Ankle injuries are the number one sports-related injury. Arise is trying to change that. With the iFast, your athletes get preventative protection and full mobility. Athletes no longer need to wear bulky braces that limit performance and give mediocre protection. Anyone playing sports should be using these products. Keep your athletes in the game. Don't wait for them to get hurt to take action. Visit www.arise.com, spelled A-R-Y-S-E, and use the code HOOPHEADS to get 20% off the future of performance. That's A-R-Y-S-E.com with promo code HOOPHEADS to get 20% off. Hey, what's up and welcome to the Hashtag Laker Podcast, part of the Hoop Heads Podcast Network. I'm Yo Legazzo. I'm joined by John Webb Legazzo today. And we also have Phil Sizemore on the line with us. He's a contributor to Lakers Central 365, uh, LA Lakers UK, and NBA call-ups. Hey, Phil, welcome to the show. Hey, guys. How's it going? Good. Hey, good. doing well. Good. Hey, so you have an a economics and stats background, right? Yeah. So do you use that at all with your, your basketball analysis? I I don't have the kind of statistical expertise that like the really high-end analytics guys, like the guys that do the spreadsheets on Reddit, like those guys are, are above me. Um, but I do like to come at the game from an analytical approach having played it before. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, just because the that seems like a really difficult to bridge gap for some reason in the online dialogue. <laughs> right, right, right. You know, combining that uh, that uh, stats with with eye test kind of kind of thing. Yeah. Um, well, it's awesome, man. It's awesome to have you, and, and good to have you on the show today. Uh, it's funny because today was supposed to be our pre-draft day episode where uh, we would have uh, sort of reviewed some players the Lakers may have considered drafting with their number 28th pick. But as you know, uh, yesterday uh, on Sunday, uh, just a couple hours after the league announced the tr- that trades would begin Monday uh, midday, Woj dropped uh, another bomb over report, dude. Um, it hasn't been confirmed, right? It hasn't been finalized yet because I know that they have to still wait for until after the draft and the Lakers have to, you know, pick, pick the number 28th. Um, but here's the proposed trade. Um, and you know, being finalized. So it's, it's Danny green and the 28th pick 
that will likely be traded to OKC for Dennis Schroeder. I want to get into to, to how this affects the moves the Lakers can make moving forward, but uh, you, you know, in the next segment, but first I'd, I'd like to get your thoughts on, on this trade. Um, and what do you think about it? Um, I love it. I think it's a great move. Um, we know Rondo's probably leaving. There have been rumors that Bradley will be leaving as well. So there's a need at the guard spot, obviously, but even more so he is, I saw, I forget who it was, some denizen of Lakers Twitter that I always see on my timeline was asking the followers today, like, have the Lakers had a point guard that could just blow past their dude since Nick Van Axel? And I can't think of one if that person exists. So it's going to be really nice to be able to have that additional just point of attack speed. Um, and his spot up shooting was spectacular last year playing with Chris Paul, and he's going to get a lot of those shots with LeBron. Right. Yeah, and you know, this trade was really a major tone setter for the rest of the league. I mean, this showed that the Lakers, particularly, you know, architect Rob Palenka was not just going to sit on his laurels. He's always channeling that mama mentality because it's it's really about legacy now, right? It's hard to become a champion, but it's infinitely harder to do it again and again. Do I like the, the trade? Yes. I mean, did I think it was a steal? Uh Kind of, kind of, you know, iffy on that, right? Maybe not. Uh, Danny Green, you know, despite his uh, lackluster performance in the playoffs, he he's still a champion, a, a three-time champion, who's, you know, built that legacy with this defense and three-point shooting. So the Lakers are going to miss that, and you know, I hope that they find someone to kind of replace that, and I hope it's KCP and I hope it's Avery Bradley. But, you know, Lord Palinka really isn't done here. <laughs> That's funny. Lord Palinka. Um, I forget who that, who that comes from. Is that from Ricky? Um, yep. The whole Lord, Lord, <laughs> yep. Lord Palinka yep. thing? Dude, His that, new Illuminati logo is my, uh, my Twitter pick now. That's right. That's yep. right. It's so funny, man. Lord Palinka, dude. Um, and, dude, you're, you're right, dude. Like, I agree with all your points um, with both of your points, I, I do like uh, want to take a little bit of a moment. I know that you've touched upon it, but um, what we're going to lose with Danny Green, right? Uh, um, I know he had some struggles in the postseason, right? With the shooting in particular, right? That's that's known fact, and he's he's even acknowledged it. Um, uh, but I think, th- like you had mentioned, the, the most important important part of, of what we're, we'll miss what will risk losing is is his defense right um he was basically one of the best wing defenders help defenders however you want to define him on the roster last year he was one of the best defenders last year um and we're going to lose that and we don't have a lot of like those wing defenders we have who like you know ad can do it we have lebron who can do it um but you don't want him to 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 do it you know all, on both ends of the floor, a hundred percent of the time. Um, so you know you were relying on Danny Green to help to to do to help on defense in that way. And then you have Kuzma, who's really stepped up, of course, um, in the postseason. We'll see if he continues for next year. I'm hoping that he does. Uh, if if he remains on the team, <laughs> we'll, <Right. laughs> we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll see what happens there. 
But I think like you, you guys are, have been pointing to it that Dennis Schroeder, dude, I think he's a better offensive player. Uh, um, you know, there's a stat that came out uh, last year, Schroeder shot 18, close to 19 points per game to Green's 8% or eight, eight points. Um, in field goal percentage, uh, Schroeder shot at 46.9% to 41.41% for Green. Then we have, uh, you know, Danny Green, who, you know, who's known for his three-pointers. Um, he shot 36.7%, while Dennis Schroeder shot at 38.5%. So, I mean, just with those stats, not looking at, you know, the, the eye test or whatever, um, that, uh, you know, Schroeder might be a better offensive player, and I think he is. Um, what do you, what do you guys think? I mean, la- last year he was also a, a sixth a sixth man candidate, right? So, uh, I, I just I just think that uh, this was a this was a good trade. Um, I definitely like this deal, um, and um, you know people were saying I think he's younger, Schroeder's younger, and he's he fits more uh, he he fits he fits better on AD's timeline, right? Because AD's in his prime. And we want someone to, to be able to stick with him um, as LeBron ages out, and and uh, as we we try to to create this 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 dynasty that we want to continue going forward. Um, going back to what you said, giving Danny Green his due, like everybody knew when we signed him who Danny Green was. He's been that guy right. forever. Like he plays tough defense, and some nights he'll go one for seven, and tons sometimes nights he'll go eight for nine from three. Right. Mm-hmm. That's just who he is. And sometimes that won games. Like he had a killer game against Dallas at yeah. a psychologically important part of the season mm-hmm. for the Lakers. Um, so he he brought a lot to this team. I don't want to downplay that. I know people got kind of reckless with the slander uh, during the playoff run. He was mm-hmm. having a rough time yeah, uh, with his Achilles. Yeah, um, he he brought a lot of value to this team, and I I wish him nothing but the best. I mean. You know, Schroeder as well is not like a seamless fit. You know, he's not a Rajon Rondo in playmaking, nor does he have the chemistry uh, with AD that Rondo did. Um, you know, I'm, obviously I'm assuming we're going to lose Rondo because of this. Um, right. You know, this this trade really paying off def- depends on the version of Schroeder we get. Um Sure. Mm -hmm. What I do like, though, is Dennis Schroeder is underrated in navigating pick and rolls. His his career three point shooting numbers are a little dismal when you really look at it. But he showed a he showed a lot. And I mean, like a lot of improvement last year. And I credit that a lot to CP3 and really showing that Dennis could be more of a spot up shooter. And he'll get a lot of that with LeBron, like you were saying. But where this is going to be great for the Lakers is when we're running a set where AD or Braun can be the pick and roll guys with Schroeder. Mm-hmm. You can't drop coverage and you can't be soft and you can't blitz because you're going to leave the number one and the number two guy open. Uh, away from all this, of course, we can set like multiple floor spaces to give out, you know, just just that floor spacing that we need. So we have those multiple actions that that Schroeder could hit. Um, I hope that he's able to develop into more of a playmaker because, you know, Phil's right. The the guy could just drive straight to the lane. 
but he's going to be very flexible in our in our offensive schemes here. Uh, no, I'm, uh, we, I'm sorry. Go ahead. A, a couple of just things that I have obviously, like everyone else in the Lakers world, film of this guy since we heard the news yesterday, mm-hmm. and he is. Two things to really note are that his improvement in three-point shooting last year coincided with a much higher volume of spot-up as opposed to off-the-dribble shots, Hmm. Um, which makes me think that that might be a change for him as long as he's still getting those spot-ups and not trying to do start and step back. Um, And the other thing is, I also think this is a a constant back to what you were saying, playing with CP3, is learning to pick his spots better on cuts which combined with his speed and LeBron James tutelage, I think it'd be a really fun combination because Schroeder's an athlete and he'll just go up and get it. Right. Right. No, I'm, I'm excited to see um, that sort of combo play. Um, <laughs> you guys were thinking, you were talking about uh, the, the version of, of Schroeder that we, we might get. And I'm, I'm over here thinking about the potential backfire that we'll have when we're facing Danny Green and he's hitting six threes against us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I'm going to be so angry. <laughs> whatever team, whatever team, because uh, he, he ends up on, because it sounds like there, there, there could be some sort of uh, um, uh, a third team that, put, that may potentially – uh, hop into this trade and 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 get Danny Green because it sounds like, um, it, you know, there was reports that Danny Green's not going to be, you know, starting for OKC next season, um, and um, I think that it, it's funny that we heard that right yesterday, right off the bat, and I think that was really, for me, I think on my opinion, I think that was a really kind gesture from Rob Polinka. Uh, um, and, and I, I would imagine that Polinka had a, a sit-down talk or conversation with with Danny Green about this trade, and, and they had a heart-to-heart. Uh, and, and he said, "RP, I don't want to live in OKC, dude. <laughs> There's not enough ocean. There's too much sun and tornadoes." And Rob was like, "Let me see what I can do." Forward. And then he quoted. What? What? And then he quoted scripture right after that. <laughs> exactly. 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 That's exactly Blinka chapter three, verse six. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then at the end of it, he's like, "All right, well, I, I don't care. I don't. I don't really want to be over here with Lakers fans, uh, with all that they, 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 uh, you know, uh, they threw at me and my fiance during the postseason." <laughs> So I mean, this could be a good, you know, win-win for for both for both both parties. But uh, um, all right, well, let's uh, let's take a quick break, though. Um, I think uh, that was good, and um, I, I want to now kind of in, in the next segment as we after these after the break, I want to talk about how this will affect the transactions as we move forward into more into the off season and, and, and what we can do uh, with our cap space here. But uh, all right. So stay tuned guys. And we'll see you soon. Hey, 
Hey, Hoopheads, we appreciate you listening to this episode of Hashtag Lakers. Be sure to check out these other NBA pods on the Hoopheads Podcast Network, including Cavalier Central, Risen Grind, Nuck If You Buck, 305 Culture, and Blazing the Path. Also, don't miss our coaching-focused podcasts, Thrive with Trevor Huffman, Beyond the Ball, the CoachMaze.com podcast, Players Court, and Bleachers and Boards. Oh, and don't forget to check out our flagship, the Hoopheads podcast, hosted by me, Mike Cleansing, and my co-host, Jason Sunkel, featuring the best minds in the game, from grassroots to the NBA. Hey guys, let me tell you about these delicious protein bars. They're called Built Bars. Ever heard of them? The typical protein bar is dense, gritty, and difficult to chew. Not Built Bar though. The texture is light and fluffy, and it's covered in perfectly tempered, 100% pure dark chocolate. With each bite you take, you will think you are cheating on your diet, indulging on a chocolate dessert. We think you'll agree. There isn't a more delicious way to get your protein. Built Bar is the favorite protein bar of many fitness trainers and fitness enthusiasts alike. My personal favorite is the cookies and cream. It's like eating a candy bar. So what are you waiting for? Head on over to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LakerPod to get 10% off your order. That's promo code LakerPod to get 10% off your order at BuiltBar.com. Welcome back to the Hashtag Laker podcast. I'm here with John Webb and Phil. And on this segment of the show, uh, we want to take a look at uh, the effect this trade may have on other transactions and our cap space moving forward. Um, so guys, what, do you, what are your thoughts on, on uh, how this affects uh, other transactions? I am not convinced yet that this isn't going to be folded into Oklahoma City's deal with the Suns. Sure. Um, so that I think is going to have a lot of cap space implications because the target there is going to be Kelly Oubre. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's going to take unloading a few things uh, to get him, which will give us flexibility on, I think, the full MLE. I don't know. I think we can we still have the full MLE with Schroeder's salary. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, but there are going to be, hopefully there'll be people lining up to take that. Um, and I think with with Schroeder and if they get Ubre and if not, they still have Kuzma. Um, like, I think that depth is, is enough. Um, I don't even think they're worried about the cap this year. Really. They may come in under. <laughs> yeah. There's definitely some flexibility here, despite, you know, talk about the cap and the cash flow. Uh, we can really see some sort of, you know, sign and trade agreed upon. It could be a win-win situation if we find a player we like at the right price point. Um, but what I'm concerned about is we're really in limbo because we don't know what Bradley or McGee are, are going to do. And I I hope they don't opt out. And I hope Luol Deng's contract can be wiped off wipe, wiped off our books. But we'll really oh, see. You know, I, I really trust in, in Rob Palenka and pulling this one out. Can I just say I'm going to have like a seance the day that Luol Deng is no longer on the Lakers' salary? 
<laughs> to just exercise that demon from my life. The contact yes. has haunted me. Man, it's been there for a long time, dude. Um, I mean, that's one out of a business that needs to be taken care of. And hopefully the NBA, hopefully as we're speaking that, you know, they've approved that application and have removed it from our books. And so that could clear up some space for us. But in terms of like uh, um, the, the, the Schroeder, Danny Green trade, um, a lot of people were saying that maybe this means that we're not going to get DeRozan, right? We're not going to get DeMar DeRozan because that was sort of some of the talk that was going on with DeMar DeRozan or that that Lakers were interested in in, in, in uh, uh, signing DeMar DeRozan if he – or not signing, trading for DeMar DeRozan. Um, but Dave McMiniman <laughs> said on the jump today that it's a possibility that DeRozan to the Lakers isn't dead. And they can they can do like a a KCP sign and trade to to get him. Probably right. have to add a few other couple of players there because I think Demar Derozan is making like twenty seven million dollars, and KCP was like at uh, at, at the max projected we were going to give him fifteen million. So you know we have, we have a, a few million to to make up for that. Um, but uh, you know, but I saw you, Phil. You 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 tweeted something uh, about. Uh, about uh, about uh, you know people are interpreting that green being traded um is a sign that polinka has a three and d wing up his sleeve right something like that mm-hmm. so- uh, yeah <clears throat> but there's also if you listen to people in the organization from lebron on down they're as high as we are on horton tucker and i wouldn't be astonished if some of these targets that they're looking at the west matthews of the world the grant jeremy grants of the world like Kelly Oubre, if those guys don't fill that role, I feel like I think they'll be confident giving Horton Tucker an added role in the, the regular season and giving him until the trade deadline sort of to see what he can do in that role. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I am I am a big THT fan yep. and I really like his potential on defense. And mm-hmm. you know, Frank Vogel is a big defensive guy and THT gives him that. And I expect THT to really progress in, in his skills and his, uh, his shooting just because we have Phil Handy. Mm-hmm. Right. No, I mean, what does he have? Like a, a wingspan of seven feet or something? He has, yeah, he's he has absurdly proportioned. Something crazy. <laughs> something crazy, dude. And um, no, I, I, I would have to agree that he, I, I think that THT – has a potential to grow into to something very uh, a, a very important rotation player for the for the Lakers, um, but it really depends on him. It really depends on on what uh, um, how he sort of performs and and also accepts the challenge, right? Accepts the challenge of of all right stepping up and being that person uh, to defend these wings. Uh, you you mentioned West. West uh, Wesley Matthews, uh, he declined he declined his player option, and he's now a free agent. Um, and of course, we know that Lakers are per Mark Mark Stein that he's that late that the Lakers are interested in in acquiring him. Um, you know, is that a good move? Is that you know acquiring Wesley Matthews? I think that the the main purpose was that it was to replace Danny Green, right? His his wing defense. Uh, yeah, if the price is right. Uh, is sort of the key with him for me, I think. I would definitely take him on a vet men if we could get him on one. I would probably take him at a little bit over that if he needed it, um, just to be the sort of replacement Danny. 
on the, on the <laughs> roster and fill that role. Um, because that's if we have KCP and another guy like Wes Matthews or Ubre, like at that point, THT is surplus to requirements, so he may have a smaller role. But if he also performs in his minutes, you may find one of those other guys being used as trade ballast or salary relief come deadline time if they think that THT's ready and his role is being cramped by the roster construction. Yeah, and I'm kind of, you know, my opinion is we, we really don't need Wes Matthews um, just because we, we can concentrate on signing KCP and developing THT for those roles that, that Danny left. Mm-hmm. Um, but if we do get, get Wes, I'm with, I'm with Phil here. We, it has to be at the minimum or just, just maybe a little over that. Hmm. So, so what are your guys' priorities first? You know, um, I, I have, uh, one of the first things that I would do once free agency starts, and I think it starts in, uh, like two days after the, the draft, right. Um, I would, I would try and re-sign, of course, Casey, of course, AD, um and then you know try to bold move yeah Yeah. bold bold move try that's crazy (laughs) uh try to re-sign some of our players going you know that uh that are free agents or they're opting out to of their contracts like kcp and then i'd I'd go for keith right bringing back keith what about dwight what do you guys think about dwight bring 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 him back it feels weird saying this i don't know if we're going to be able to afford him (laughs) <laughs> that's true <laughs> <laughs> it feels really weird saying that but 2020 has thrown us a lot of curveballs um and that yeah this is one of them i don't know if they're going to be able to afford him depending on where they put the mle because what we need at this point the two priorities are an on-ball wing defender and mm-hmm. just fill out the big rotation so ad doesn't have to get muscled every night you're, you're uh, talking about ibaka then uh, or someone yes. like ibaka right yeah I'm talking about Ibaka. Uh, Boogie, if he's healthy, can be a real X factor. Aaron Baines um, is out there. And I also like Tristan Thompson in that role. Um, and you were talking about wing defenders, so that's like Mo Harkless, right? Someone like that. Yeah, Mo. Uh, Wes Matthews is a serviceable defender, and if right. he's shooting well, then he that's a plus. Um, I am with you in that I'm very high on Horton Tucker's defensive potential. Um, just because his measurables are so ridiculous and he's got a pretty good motor. So you guys are um, saying just not even focus on these free agents and kind of, all right, we're going to put all our, our chips in for THT and, and that's <laughs> our wing defender. The, that's him, him and, and Kuz are our backup wing defenders. I, I would rather have a guy like Matthews than to have to throw a second year player into that role on a championship <laughs> contending team. Like, <laughs> Right, right, and and I mean, there were some names out there that uh, came out um, that are opting out of, of free agency, and and one was like Jeremy Grant, right? <laughs> Do you think we can afford Jeremy Grant, John? I mean, our our biggest weakness, uh, you know, last season was really our half court offense and our three point shooting, and and you know, Jeremy Grant would would give us uh, flexibility there. Uh, especially in our our, our three point shooting, our half court. Um, I don't know, like I, like I was saying, I don't know if the numbers are gonna are gonna fit. And you know, just like Phil, I don't even know if we can afford Dwight Howard. I know, it's, dude. It's it's like it's like crazy. Um, but you know, we just we just gotta trust that that those pieces are gonna fall into place at the right price point. Yeah. And people want to play on contending teams. Like there are 
people will take discounts to play for teams like this. It's just a matter of how big is the discount and how many of them can you get. Exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, like Phil, I like Tristan Thompson to kind of uh, fill up our our roster. You know, maybe a guy like Gallo. Gallo, uh -huh. um, that's another word. Yeah, there's there's another some word. Uh, there's some concern with you know how intense our defense is going to be with you know signing all these guys, but I honestly believe that that chemistry is is really a foregone conclusion with LeBron James leading the team. Well, and I think in terms of defensive identity, Anthony Davis took it personal that he's not the defensive player of the year. I don't care what he says <laughs> yeah. on Twitter yeah. or anything else. Like, he thinks he's the best defensive player in the world, and he's pissed that he didn't get the, the award. So I, I expect that he will be driving that team's defensive identity with his play next year right. uh, to an even greater degree than we saw this year. No, I have to agree on that. I have to agree that uh, I, th I think it's going to be a, a different beast uh, you know, a defense, a different defensive machine this 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 year around. Uh, a lot of our players have grown, uh, especially I'm talking about Kuz. Um, and I think that uh, you know the, our, I think we're just gonna the, that momentum, that defensive momentum that we that we had throughout the postseason. I think it's gonna carry on to the next season. And and um, you're right. Hopefully, hopefully the, the the media has it right next year and 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 awards. Uh, defensive player of the year to, to AD. And, and let me just say, you know, Kuz is, is underrated still. Um, and I could see him taking, you know, a lot of these trade talks personally, if we do still have him on the team next year, he's, he's going to be a different beast as well. So watch out for that league. Yep. Yep. Well, guys, I think that was a good discussion. Um, let's take our last break here. And when we come back, um, we want to talk about, uh, some uh, a potential that might happen about uh, uh, maybe uh, maybe the Lakers buying a second round pick, and if that happens, you know what, what are the draft picks out there? What are the Lakers have been looking at? Because they've been looking at second rounders uh, to to our surprise, right? And um, so uh, this was something that uh, could potentially happen that we were thinking that would happen. So we'll be right back, guys. Uh, we'll, so we'll talk to you guys in a minute. Hey guys, this is McKay with the Hashtag Laker Podcast. I wanted to talk to you about Jersey Bird, your number one custom jersey shop. They've got high quality, low priced jerseys for you, your family, and friends. The folks at Jersey Bird are really dedicated to bringing you the very best jerseys with a focus on dependability, durability, and customer satisfaction. They've even got custom Kobe and LeBron high school jerseys for you to enjoy. So don't show up to your buddy's watch party looking like a bum. Hop on jerseybirdofficial.com, take a look at their selection, and use promo code LAKERS to get 10% off your order. Again, that's promo code LAKERS to get 10% off your order at jerseybirdofficial.com. Welcome back to the Hashtag Laker Podcast. I'm here with John Webb and Phil. And on this last segment of the show, we wanted to talk about the, that the Lakers might, you know, 
the Lakers are going to lose the 28th pick from the trade to with Danny Green to get uh, Dennis Schroeder. Um, and there's been talk that, uh, uh, you know, it, it w- and it wouldn't be a surprise that the Lakers buy a second round pick. Um, and, and I know that, you know, we've been talking about it. I know that we've, we've seen the Lakers interested or, or work out a few players that uh, were projected to be uh, second round or late second round picks. So um, here are a few names that, uh, that, that uh, were mentioned. This is number one is BYU's uh, Ueli Childs. Uh, and then there's Arizona's uh, Nico Mannion. And then there's a Juco player named Jay Scrub. And then there's also, um, you know, we also want to talk about Cassius Winston here as well. But, uh, you know, let, let, let's go ahead and start first with, with BYU, uh, BYU's Ueli Childs. Um, your thoughts on, on, on this, uh, this dude? I, I think he can step into eventually a very kind of P.J. Tuckery role as just this burly, undersized big man who can shoot spot up. Mm-hmm. Um, and there is clearly going to be space in the league for that kind of guy. I think if if he has the will to develop, I think he's got the skill set to stay in the league. And you know, really, guys, I was I was looking at the draft combines uh, number on strength and agility measures for uh, Yoli, and uh, you know, he's he's top ten among all prospects right now in lane agility, shuttle run, standing vertical leap. And even the max vertical leap, and you know, yes, he, he he's sort of like a, a spot up shooter, but he's you know underrated uh, with his agility and and really his athleticism. He didn't do a lot of that at BYU just because he he played a different role. Mm-hmm. But this is a guy who really shot fifty seven percent from the field and was was a marksman from from three his senior year. Right, right, and and we've talked a little bit about this dude, and and you know, you, me, John, what we we both went to BYU, so we're always, you know, we're <laughs> we're always rooting for for a little bias, a little bias, someone someone from BYU getting to the Lakers, um, but uh, you never know, this might be the year. Wait, you <laughs> mean Jimmer Fredette didn't work out? <laughs> yeah, right, <laughs> dude, he never got a chance, Jimmer, although he couldn't really defend. So that makes sense. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, I, I, going back to ULA Childs here, like you, you were, you were talking about, you know, his three point shooting, just, you know, just to mention this last year, um, I know they only played a few games, but uh, um, they, they, he shot 48.9% from behind the arc, um, which is insane for, for someone his size. He, he's, he's your typical, like you said, he's like a PJ Tucker, your, your modern, uh, quote unquote big man, right? Um, who can who can get down low and defend there, but also uh, you know and, and be a be a rim protector down there, and 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 uh, uh, but he can also space the floor and 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 shoot up those uh, shoot them up. But uh, I'm I'm high on this guy, of course, but I'm I'm being biased uh, <laughs> about him. Um, but uh, who knows? Maybe maybe uh he might get grabbed by, by, uh, by the Lakers here. I want to move on. Let's talk about uh, Arizona's Nico Mannion. Have you guys taken a look of uh, what he could do and uh, what are you guys thoughts? 
I mean, let me, let me tell you what. I was watching uh, some of his film, and I felt like I was watching like almost like a pinball machine. This this dude is like constantly like moving through like <laughs> off screens and just when he does not have the ball he is just pinballing around the court and you know that's that's good for an offense that might require him not to be the primary ball handler mm-hmm. um but where where I really liked him is his pick and roll offense he's almost uh, Rondo West uh, when he shoots his floaters. Um, but his three-point shooting does need some work. And, you know, you'll have teams kind of do drop coverages and soft hedges there if he does end up not being that guy at the three-point range. The word that kept coming to mind when I was watching clips of this guy is polish. Mm. Like, he's got a very clean offensive game. He's got a right. deep back that he like enjoys getting into mm-hmm. like i'm convinced that he just picks different shots because they're fun and he wants to take one because he hasn't in a while um and i i like that kind of joy from the game um and he also going back to what you're saying he's been watching some steph curry film i guarantee <laughs> it i'm sure because right. there is like that's that's what steph looks like all the time is he's just running around somewhere making somebody chase him whenever he doesn't have the ball and that i was forcefully reminded of that watching him play off <laughs> yeah you know what who else uh, he reminds me of uh, a particular particularly uh, some of the dunks that he's he he's produced uh, throughout his college career <laughs> alex crusoe man there was this one dunk dude <laughs> went over all these guys and the whole stadium erupted man um, but I mean, you, you guys are right. He has, he has such, he's such an, uh, has such an offensive arsenal, you know, he's fast and pacey. He can shoot from, from beyond the yard of, uh, you know, he, he shot 32%, but, um, still could shoot. He's got a floater game. Um, and he has the ability to, to really pick teams apart. Like, like you guys have been mentioning. Um, I'm kind of surprised that he's late second round, but, uh, uh, and th- that's probably because, you know, he's, I think he's still a freshman, right? Right. Yeah, he, he also reclassified, so he's a young freshman. Right. Very, very young. Like, um, he was, unless I'm mistaken, he was projected to be a really high prospect in the next year. Oh, really? to go in early, so he's a little younger. I think that might have hurt so his that's, stock. That's, that's probably why. I, he only played 32 college games. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and of course, I think he's also a liability defensively, especially because how young he is. He's a quick dude, um, and maybe he can um, he can be like a KCP because KCP is pretty quick on his feet when it comes to defending. Uh, but it doesn't necessarily translate. Uh, quickness doesn't necessarily translate to having good habits defensively. Um, and you can see some of his film where he gets caught on his heels often. Um, something like Kuzma had done before and, um, you know, because of, of uh, defensive minded coaches and people like Phil Handy, who had and uh, who had developed Kuzma, he, you know, Kuzma has been able to to progress from that. Maybe Nico can can do the same thing here. Um, but yeah, man, he's he's a skinny dude, um, you know, and, and lacks the strength to, to really guard grown men in the NBA. Right. So. Um, I, I suspect that if we do sign him, that he'll he'll spend a lot of time in the G League if 
the G League starts up. I don't know. If, I haven't heard any news on that. Yeah, and if you're going to be on this Lakers team, you're going to play defense. I mean, <laughs> you know, AD is going to make sure of that, like Phil was saying, but really Lionel Hollins is going to get up on you. He, he's going to make you play defense or you're not going to play just like maybe Deion, Deion Waiters. I didn't see a lot of them uh, after the bubble, really. Um, I mean, after the bubble playoffs. Uh, but yeah, I didn't see a lot of Deion Waiters and I suspect that's because he didn't really play defense to the level that was expected of him. Yeah, whoever whoever drafts him just should lock him in the weight room for two years. Bubble <laughs> with some, some protein, give him some some uh, yeah like like bar. put him in that room from dragon ball z or something like oh <laughs> what's that the, the hyperbolic time chamber yeah um, like just don't let him come out till he's ripped and then he'll be good <laughs> right right all right let's let's move on to to juco player jay scrub um how, uh, apparently he's top he's one of the top ranked uh juco players and he he had worked out with the lakers um what are you guys' thoughts on on this this fella? Of of all the guys we're talking about, this is the guy I'm highest on. Really? Okay. All right. Because yeah. the the physicality, the the athleticism, the measurables, um, a lot of that's there. Mm-hmm. Um, and he he just carries himself with a confidence that I really like in a ball handler. Mm-hmm. Um, because you need you need to have the confidence to forget mistakes quickly to learn in the NBA. Um, and the the really the one minus that I have here for him is that he needs to improve his jumper. But most prospects do when they're coming into this league, especially as shooting obsessed as it's become. Yeah, and really the eye test is telling me this dude can ball. I, I didn't get to see a lot of his film, but from initial review, he reminds me a lot of almost like this Jason Tatum in his demeanor, like you were saying, his confidence, his athleticism is slashing into the rim. But that also might mean he's a little bit ball dominant. You know, can he can he be a spot-up shooter in a LeBron-led team where he's not going to be taking those shots? Can he play off ball? Uh, there's a lot of questions there. And obviously, he's from JUCO. And there are, there are concerns with how that's going to translate to the NBA um, but if the Lakers do manage to buy a second round pick, this is the guy. And, I, and I'll just honestly just give him to Phil Handy and, you know, Mike Penberthy and just let him, you know, let him sit there and they'll tinker with the nuts and the bolts and right. let this dude develop. Like he, he is the perfect prospect for G League minutes. Yes, absolutely. Where he's going to get the reps against the kind of competition he didn't get in JUCO and build those skills. Right, right. Hmm. Interesting. I I think you you guys made some solid points. I agree uh, with all of them, Um, especially with you know. I think the the one downside for me is um, you know the level of play at at JUCO league is not nearly you know the same as you know in the NCAA, and then of course not nearly the same in, in, in the NBA or even the G League. But I, you're right, he, this guy has a lot of potential. Um, you know, he possesses a, a plethora of offensive moves and he can create for himself, you know, inside out dribble, pull up jump or contested fade, fade away, Europe step, you name it. He, like he has it, it's, it's kind of insane. Um, and, and, you know, he has great handles and, 
basically if you give him the space um he can he can shoot it from from deep and that he he shot uh at the at the you know juco league um or juco level uh 39.5 from three um so that's that's pretty good it's pretty good pretty good numbers we'll see if that kind of translates in the the nba um at all um and, and i think uh another another for, for me we're looking at the offensive now kind of step back and take a look at his defense i think sometimes he looks a little bit uh, uh, uh not involved or not engaged right a little lack of basical and in, in in what he's doing out there um but you know that can that can change with with like you you guys have mentioned like uh, with nico Mannion, you, you that can change with uh with the coaching staff that we have um, all right, let's let's move on to the last candidate here. Um, obviously, there's there's more candidates that are out there, and those candidates haven't been reported that they've they've worked out with with the Lakers. But let's talk about uh, Cassius Winston, um, Michigan State point guard. He's a senior. Um, so, what do you guys uh, uh, think of of him? He's smart, and he is disciplined. Okay. And those are those are two extremely important characteristics in a, a, a point guard, backup or or starter. Mm-hmm. Um, he shoots well. You might say that he isn't always as imaginative as he could be because he doesn't make bad decisions and you sort of lose a couple of really good ones by avoiding bad ones uh, in that way. But he he's falling because the measurables aren't that great. He's not very big. He's not very fast. He's not a freak athlete. Mm-hmm. Um, but he is a solid player who who knows how to play and how to make good decisions, and he's got the skills to do what he needs to do. I think someone is going to be happy with him, whoever takes him. Right. Yeah, and he, and he's really someone who's played 130 plus games in his career in Michigan State, mm-hmm. and uh, you know it's that experience that led you know Magic Johnson, and maybe because you know the alumni uh, connection there. To, to say that he's the best leader in this draft. Hmm. Right. And I could see that. I could see, you know, Cassius Winston uh, with this ex- experience and the level of, of solid playmaking that, that he gives. He's, he's going to be great for, for anyone who picks him. Right. No, I, I agree. I think, uh, um, and he has, you know, he's, he's very skilled offensively. You know, he shot... Um, you know, some stats here, 43% from three uh, in college and, and doing more than 600 attempts uh, at there. And here, another stat, he, he ranked in the 97th percentile in catch and shoot situations uh, last season. Um, I think, you know, some are saying that he's, he's one of the best shooters out there uh, in the entire draft class. Um, but, you know, he's not just a, a three-point shooter guy. He can create his own shots. Um, do pull up uh, he's a pull-up shooter and he can he can operate uh, in the pick and roll as well um, I think one of the weaknesses and you guys have mentioned is his, is his size and so that will be a liability for him and uh, on the defensive end um, and that's gonna you know affect his potential uh, defensively right not to you know I'm I, we're short guys I'm a short guy so <laughs> I, I ain't tall, dude. <laughs> <laughs> like, we talk tall. We talk tall. <laughs> but like you know, uh, um, that it's it's in the NBA. It's it's not gonna you know it's not gonna cut it. So uh, unfortunately, but uh, you never know. You, uh, you never know. Uh, he's he might he might uh, 
he might he might show show us up you know he might call us out one day on our pot no i'm kidding he's not gonna do that he's not gonna listen to this hey he could be the next jimmy butler the next gilbert arenas you never know that's true um all right uh i think that's it those are the four um obviously like we said there's probably a lot more um candidates out there we'll see if the lakers do end up buying a a second round pick but uh, that's it for today guys um phil do you have um i'm going to give you the floor here to kind of help uh, let you let the listeners know where they can find you uh yeah i do pretty much all my basketball stuff on twitter it's at ph sizemore it's not a very imaginative name um but you can find me there i've got um some stuff that i'm working on with liquor central and i just put up a piece call up the draft preview on leandro bomaro so if anybody wants to check that out you can find it on my twitter page sweet sweet all right, Phil, thanks for um, joining the show. We appreciate you hopping on. Thanks for having me, man. Good time. Yep. And you're obviously more than welcome to come hop on again. So uh, let us know when you're, when you're able to do that. Um, guys, uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter at hashtag LakerPod. Follow, subscribe, and give us a five-star review wherever you listen to your podcast. And we'd appreciate the, the follow and the reviews. Um, I think it'll help us continue to, to do what we're doing. And we're also on Instagram at Lakers Daily Scoop. With that said, have a great day. Root for the Lakers, and we'll talk to you guys next time. Games in the Admiral refrigerator. The door is closed. The lights out. Butter's getting hard. The eggs are cooling, and the Jello is jiggling. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.